Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you until 8 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every weekday, all year long. Of course, you can hear the show on demand anytime you want. You can check it out on ScoutFantasySports.com. If you go to podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new show is uploaded, which is usually right after the show. Of course, you can check out all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com, as we cover a wide array of sports. Our coverage for fantasy baseball has begun. There's a link to the 2019 Scout Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit, which is ridiculous. Again, you have a lot of successful people contributing to this. Sean Childs, who is an NFBC Hall of Famer, he does the team outlooks for each team, and they are extremely in-depth. And especially in the month of January, it's really ideal to start reading these, to get back into the flow of things. A lot of us have been concentrating on football, and it takes up so much time, and playing DFS basketball or hockey or whatever it is kind of forget about baseball and there's still some moves to be made there's a lot of free agents out there so I'm going to be writing about some of the free agents as they sign and post them on the site uh, and uh, Sean has already done his Baltimore Orioles preview that one is for free so check it out for yourself go read it and tell me you don't want to read that for every other team especially in the month of January and then you'll get your brain flowing and really up on things as the mock drafts start, and then your real drafts start because baseball starts a little bit earlier this year. I think it's March uh, 20th, 21st. There's two games in Japan. So you can still have drafts after that, obviously, but I think a lot of people want to get their drafts done before then. I know I am doing my best to do that, and uh, it'll be a heavy draft weekend on March 16th and 17th uh, with the season beginning uh, that following. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday. There's two games in Japan, and then a lot of the teams start – Thursday, March 28th. So, you know, you think that baseball is far away, but it's not. It's going to be here before you know it. Uh, there's an FSTA fantasy baseball draft uh, in two weeks, and uh, Dr. Roto will be there representing Scout Fantasy Sports, I believe, with the fourth pick. So now is the time to really get prepared. Uh, Sean also released a Boston Red Sox outlook today. That's uh, for members. Uh, so make sure you join us and become a member today because uh, we're going to help you win your fantasy baseball league. We just have a lot of good content. Uh, hit on a ton of picks last year. Uh, you can go back and look at some of the articles from last year. Uh, you know, Trevor Bauer was someone that I was able to hit on. Uh, Blake Trinan was my favorite closer last year, and he exceeded all my expectations. I probably won't have him this year because he's going in the fourth, fifth round, and I just cannot take a closer that early. But there was a lot of good content last year. I want you guys to take advantage, so come on over, become a member today. I also wrote about Yasiel Pushy trade value now that he's with the Reds, and also wrote about Nelson Cruz. Uh, Nelson Cruz EDP right now is really, really low, so is it justified? So uh, I write it about it, break it down, so you can check that out 
uh, on ScoutFantasySports.com. Dr. Otto has a uh, golf DFS preview, the Sony Open Preview. I know a lot of you guys uh, play DFS golf. I know it's become popular. I still haven't really got into it yet, but we have you covered there. Of course, we'll continue to give you coverage in DFS for NHL, NFL, and NBA. We'll have articles on the divisional round uh, for NFL throughout the week. If you check out ScoutDFS.com, and of course, we got the optimizers, Slack chat, and articles to help you uh, get it done. Uh, I was just in the Slack chat before for the NBA. Uh, as always, there's breaking news with injuries out. Uh, interesting slate tonight with 10 games. Some good value and some studs in some good spots. So uh, we are there to help you throughout the day with that Slack chat when you become a member. So make sure you check it out, scoutdfs.com. And, of course, vegaswhispers.com for your sports betting need. They just send out a ton of college basketball picks for tonight. And when you sign up, you get access to a private Twitter feed where you can set it up where you get all the alerts sent to you. So no matter where you are, uh, can go straight to your phone anytime you want. You'll get the alert with the picks. And uh, if you enter the promo code RONUS50, you get 50% off your first month or your first week. So make sure you check that out. Just numerous ways to win money. I'll be joined by Chris Vicaro from The Athletic coming up in the next segment. We'll talk a lot of football with him. Uh, look ahead to the division around this weekend. Uh, his thoughts on the games, maybe get some sports uh, betting picks. I know he had a good week last week, so uh, we'll break that down. And there's also uh, plenty of ways to still play and make money here. I know a lot of people start to miss fantasy football, and even though season long is over, there's still you know playoff contests that you can get into. And I'm in a couple. Uh, I did a draft where uh, it's a unique league where you have to actually set your lineup each week. Uh, in, in our scout contest, it's best ball, so you don't have to worry about that. You just do the draft. Uh, but we st those are over, but we still have the Maui Madness contest where you can enter for $25, and the grand prize is a trip for four to Hawaii. So you might be saying, well, we had the playoffs last week. How can you still get in? Well, in this contest, your two best scoring weeks in the playoffs are what is in play towards the grand prize. So we have three weeks left in the playoffs. So that means you can still get in. It's only 25 bucks, and if you want to play a little bit more, have some more exposure, maybe you have a couple of combinations of the Super Bowl you feel strong about, get the five-pack for $100. So you save 25 bucks. So this is a really good contest to enter, and just think about the grand prize. I mean, I'm in the process of kind of looking at vacations. Hawaii's not on the list, but I want it to be. At some point it will be, but to potentially 25 bucks. To go to Hawaii, yes, yeah, sign me up for that. Uh, so this is a tremendous opportunity. And I don't think uh, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend will complain about you playing fantasy once you take them to Hawaii. This could open the door for you to play more fantasy down the road. They can't complain. Once you start bringing in some money and taking trips, they're going to encourage you to play more. So maybe that gets you a little time away from the fam. Say you need to research and make sure you make some money. So this is a great opportunity here. So the grand prize is a trip for four to Maui, uh, resort accommodations for six nights, and a five-star resort airfare for four. So this is for four people anywhere from the continental U.S. So uh, certain date restrictions apply, but uh, it's, it's a great prize. And even 
the second through fiftieth place, not bad. You know, second through fourth, you get an online championship entry, so that's valued at two ninety nine. And then there's some scout game credits, uh, depending on where you finish. So it's a pretty simple contest. You select a lineup of eight, and you get one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, two flex spots, which can be a running back, receiver, tight end, one kicker, and a defense special teams. You can't have more than three skill position players from any one NFL team. And the scoring rules are typical of what we usually have in the FFWC, PPR, one point per 10 yards rushing, receiving, one point per 20 yards passing, and, of course, four points for a passing touchdown. And that's your team for the entire NFL playoffs. So if you decide to play this week, you set a lot up, that's it. No waivers, no roster moves, and that's it. So, again, the two best scoring weeks are combined. So this is a good week to get in, especially with, uh, you know, four uh, four games going on this weekend. So your two best weeks count towards the championship. So make sure you uh, get in. The deadline, obviously, is the conference championship round, but this is probably the best time to get in and cover different combinations. So uh, you can check that out, playffwc.com, the Maui Madness Contest. Let's take a look at some of the top headlines now of what's going on in the NFL. And there were a couple more coach hirings today. The Browns make it official. They will make Freddie Kitchens their head coach. So they stick with the guy who had success with Baker Mayfield as he was calling the plays and took over the reins at offensive coordinator once the team let Todd Haley go. And he did a good job. I mean, this offense was way better. Uh, the Browns averaged almost 24 points per game with Kitchens calling the play. And Baker Mayfield was really good. He had a yards per attempt of 8.5. He had nine touchdowns, 19 touchdowns and eight interceptions. And his completion percentage really jumped up. So uh, it makes sense. You want to have that continuity. Baker Mayfield was comfortable with him. So it definitely seems like you know a right move here. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, now he's got to build a coaching staff, but uh, definitely we saw a shift in that offense. They were really good, and you know we've talked about this numerous times. That think about this: if the Browns did not go into the season with Hugh Jackson or fire him earlier, this is a Browns team that might have been in the playoffs. They were really good. They would have been a dangerous team. They would have been a fun team to watch in the playoffs. But they got off to just such a bad start. They, they were losing a lot of close games. Remember, they had the tie week one against Pittsburgh. They had three overtime games. So the difference in coaching, and you saw it with the way Mayfield played, now this could have been a team that made the playoffs. So they are definitely close. We'll see. They have a lot of talent there, and certainly a team headed in the right direction. The Broncos hired Vic Fangio as head coach. So his first opportunity to coach at the age of 60, he's been a defensive coordinator, uh, several stops. He obviously just coming uh, from the Bears, as the Bears led the league in turnovers this year. They were number one in DVOA, and they were tremendous this year defensively. Obviously, last week, uh, falling to the Eagles. And I mentioned I thought the defense needed to make a big stop there against Philadelphia late in the game, but it's hard to criticize a defense that went out there and allowed 16 points in a playoff game. So they did a really good job this year. So Gary Kubiak, though, was going to be the offensive coordinator. That's one of the things that came with the job is John Elway wanted him as the offensive coordinator. Kubiak has been in the front office for Denver the last two years as he's been uh, out of coaching because of health reasons. So he doesn't want to be a head coach anymore, just wants to run the offense. So Kubiak will be the 
offensive coordinator there, but clearly uh, the team needs a quarterback. I mean, Case Keenum was a big disappointment this year. He could not continue what he had going on in Minnesota. So that's going to be the key there is uh, are they going to be able to get a uh, good quarterback uh, to run this offense? Because there are some pieces there that are pretty interesting. Uh, There was a lot of talk that Todd Bowles would go with Bruce Arians, but, uh, and that's, uh, you know, what's going to happen as the Bucs hired Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. There was some talk that he might go with the Bears, uh, but that didn't happen. So he's going to go with Bruce Arians, who brings a lot of his former coaches there. Byron Leftwich is going to be the offensive coordinator and actually call the plays. It's a lot of continuity there as uh, Arians we talked about yesterday. Good hire there for Tampa Bay in that offense. We've seen what he can do with offenses. Interesting thing is who's going to be the running back because we've seen running backs thrive there. And uh, we'll see uh, if Ronald Jones is the guy or if they go out, sign someone or draft someone uh, for the Tampa Bay offense. Looking ahead to this week and some of the injury concerns, Melvin Gordon uh, did not practice today. So he is expected to play Sunday, but clearly he's not 100%. Both of his knees are banked up. He's got an ankle issue. So we did see Gordon, you know, not get as many touches last week. You know, he did leave the game briefly, but we did see Austin Eckler mixed in a little bit more. Uh, That was one of the concerns I had with Gordon in the playoff draft. Uh, You know, I I wanted to take him just because I'm I'm on the Chargers. I think the Chargers make a deep run. Uh, But, you know, we we did see Melvin Gordon's touches uh, limited a little bit last week. So it's definitely a concern. For sure, and uh, I haven't really looked at the DFS salaries yet. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, but uh, you know, I'm sure his price is probably going to be up there, and it's going to be tough to play him because he's just not 100% at this point. And uh, you know, weather could be a concern as well on Sunday, so he's probably going to go out there. I would think, give it a go, fight through it, but we clearly know he is just not 100% at this point. Hunter Henry, though, is practicing in full, so he should be good to go this week. Interested to see if he is. On a snap count, I would think he is. I would guess they use him on some critical third downs, use him near the goal line. We actually did see Gates make a few plays last week, even though he can barely run. But, you know, give him credit, he's still out there. Uh, he was going to retire, but once Henry went down, they brought him back. So really interested to see Hunter Henry out there. He was a guy that I really liked going into the season. Obviously, the injury occurred, I think it was May or June, and once that happened, I was like, oh, man, because I was ready to draft Hunter Henry in a lot of leagues. I thought he was set up and primed to have a big year this year. Unfortunately, he had that torn ACL. T.Y. Hilton still not practicing. But, again, this is what we've seen for several weeks now. He's been banked up. He's been fighting through it. Had a pretty good game last week. Started off well, and obviously the Colts' offense slowed down in the second half. They didn't score a point. But, uh, you know, he hasn't scored in a while, Hilton. But, uh He will definitely be in play this week against the Chiefs as this will be one of the higher scoring games of the week as the over-under is 57. So uh, a lot of points look to be put up in this game, and uh, the Colts are going to have to put up a lot to keep up with the Chiefs and uh, should be a fun game. Sammy Watkins limited at practice today. He's hoping to be back, and obviously that would be a big boost here for the Chiefs offense, which is already good, but having Sammy Watkins there will just – add another dimension because we know the explosive ability that he does have. Spencer Ware was limited at practice today. He is likely to play. It seemed like he was going to be back that final week of the regular season, but they took the cautious approach and sat him out. Uh, 
at best, I would think Damian Williams gets most of the work. Uh, it's something to follow here over the next couple of days to see what the reports are, but he's been pretty good. Where's coming off an injury? Remember, they signed Damian Williams to a contract extension where I believe Ware is a free agent. So that means that they have a lot of confidence in Damian Williams for the future. Ted Ginn is practicing in full. He's good to go. I think he's an interesting play uh, in DFS. Uh, he's minimum price on FanDuel. Uh, he can always make a big play. I mean, all it takes is, you know, a 60-yard touchdown from him, and he comes through. So he's a guy that I did draft in my playoff draft because I do like the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. So I was able to get Ginn, and I thought he would be a little bit underlooked, and he was in some drafts. So I think he could be a difference maker, especially if the Saints get to the Super Bowl. Cole Beasley didn't practice. Remember, he hurt his ankle in the first quarter last week. He did finish the game, and he, but, you know, swelling happens afterwards, and now there's a real question as to whether he will play this week in a game where Dallas should be have to, have to pass more. you got to think that they play from behind a little bit. And Blake Jarwin, also not practicing, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He had the big Week 17 with three touchdowns, but was quiet last week with three for 15. And uh, we'll see if he's able to play this week. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Chris Vaccaro. He's from The Athletic. He's one of the top high-stakes players around. We'll preview the NFL games ahead here in the divisional round. That's all ahead right here, Scout Fantasy Sports. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, scoutfantasysports.com, as we're starting to roll out the fantasy baseball content team previews from Sean Child. The Baltimore Orioles, Boston Red Sox are up. I have a couple articles out, one today looking at Nelson Cruz. And, of course, we'll answer your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. ScoutDFS.com as well to cover you for NBA, NHL, and NFL. Joining me now, it is Chris Vaccaro. You can find him at TheAthletic.com, and he's one of the top high-stakes players around. Chris, what's up? Ronis, what's up, buddy? How we doing? How was the uh, first uh, week of the playoffs uh, treating you? I was pretty good. Uh, did okay in DFS. Didn't go heavy. Uh did one playoff draft where I went uh, basically heavy on the Saints and the Chargers. So that worked mm-hmm. out well so far in week one with the Chargers surviving. And uh, my Cowboys won. So uh, overall week one, oh, I can't yeah. complain. Yep, yep. I, I, knew you, I knew you must have been happy with those Cowboys winning uh, last uh, week. Although if you laid the two and a half, like most people had the two and a half spread, 
that ending of the game was one of the worst gambling losses I've seen in a while. That was just brutal with, uh, you know, the fact that Janikowski was out and they had to go for two. It was just, it ranked up there in the bad beats uh, section for sure. Yeah, I was watching the game with a friend, and when the Janikowski injury happened, I'm like, you know, this actually might help Seattle a little bit because now they're going to go for two all the time. And I knew, especially at the end, that it was going to really hurt the people that had two and a half. Now, I know you loved Dallas last week. Did you wind up taking mm-hmm. Dallas, and where, when did you get the line, and what was it? Yeah, so funny. I, I actually bet Dallas two different times last week. One um, was last Monday earlier in the week, um, and I money-lined them. Uh, I laid the 140 because at the time they were two-point favorites, so I just money-lined it. And then later in the week, um, the, the line was, I think, maybe – I think it was two again uh, or something, and I bet them down to one and a half. So I had them at money-line, and I had them uh, one and a half. I didn't have anything with two and a half, luckily, but, uh, you know, everybody I was watching the game with, that you know they did so it's kind of weird when you're watching the game with friends and you know you're all on one team and then you're celebrating and the rest is you know everybody else is uh is, is screaming you know i think you hit a key aspect too you know with sports betting becoming legal there are probably some people listening that are kind of still learning and maybe want to get into it and i've kind of done that a few times too like monday tuesday i jump on something because i feel like there's going to be movement so right. what what was your strategy there with Dallas you know why did you make those move the one move earlier in the week and then hop on again what was your strategy and what were you thinking there well I I mean we've talked about it before I I do like to you know to put my plays in uh, earlier in the week as soon as I see some matchups like the playoff matchups um and you know I I like a line and I think it's going to go the other way and and maybe possibly lose a half a point or a full point later on in the week, um, you know, if I know I'm taking that team, then I, I'm going to jump on that line right away on a Monday morning uh, as soon as, the, you know, the line comes out or even possibly that late Sunday night. Uh, the, the money line thing, that was just, uh, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I don't usually uh, money line it, but I think at the time it was two or two and a half. I said, uh, you know what, the, the money line number was at 140. I wasn't too bad of a price to pay. Usually you get in that three-point range and you're up around 150, maybe even 160. So I jumped on the money line price. Later on in the week, like I said, you know, every couple hours the line jumps up a half a point, down a half a point, depending on where the money's coming in. And, uh, you know, I just brought it down that half a point to one and a half. So uh, all different, you know, all different uh, reasons for, for betting early, uh, sometimes waiting on lines, but just for that particular game, uh, you know, I jumped in early. You know, with Seattle, I know they have been a team that has been run heavy this year, and they stick to the run no matter what. And more often than not, it has worked for them. But I thought in that game, you could see that they were not having success on the ground, and Russell Wilson was having success. There were plays open deep. He was hitting Tyler Lockett, not huge volume. I really thought that they should have went to the pass a little bit more early, especially when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. I, I'm thankful they didn't because it, it might have hurt mm-hmm. Dallas, but were you surprised that they didn't make that adjustment? Well, I mean, it's yeah, I am. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they could probably, you know, Pete Carroll and his staff, they got to be a, a little stubborn 
being that they're a run-heavy team all year long, and they probably didn't want to abandon, uh, you know, the game plan and abandon ship that early in the game. And yeah, Russ was having, you know, some success through the air. Uh, they're just not used to, you know, going that route and going a, a pass-heavy uh, attack. They haven't been that team all year long. But, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I really like Dallas coming into that game. I thought that Dallas's D-line would uh, really slow Carson down and uh, that Seattle would struggle on the ground. And I really didn't trust Russell Wilson, uh, you know, to beat them through the air throughout the game. Did you have anything on the Bears-Eagles game at all? Uh, yeah, that game hurt me. Uh, coming into that late game Sunday, uh, you know, I had the, the Colts uh, on Saturday, Dallas, and, and the Chargers Sunday. So I was going for what I was hoping was a perfect weekend, but I didn't have the, the Bears with the spread outright. I just had them in a tease with um, the Colts from Saturday and the Chargers on Sunday. So I had them in two separate teasers and, uh, you know, laying a point. Um, so that field goal at the end would have won uh, and covered both the teasers, which, by the way, if you're listening, trust me, I, teasers are a sucker bet. Uh, you know, it's the first thing you'll hear when anybody says, oh, I took a two-game teaser or a three-game teaser. Uh, I always play them. I, I like them. Um, but, you know, sure enough, two-game teaser, looked gold, they look like gold on paper. And I thought the tough parts would be the Colts game and the Chargers game. And once, uh, you know, I got to the Bears game, I was counting my money in my head, but that backfired pretty quick, Adam, because uh, the Bears choked at home. What do you think went wrong for them in that game? You know, everyone is talking about Philly and this magical run and Nick Foles, and while they did play well, it's not like they dominated the game. And uh, what were the issues for the Bears here, that why they lost that game? Well, that's a good question because, you know, both teams came out and played differently than what I expected. You know, Philly gets the ball first. They come right down the field, uh, you know, kick a field goal. That was surprising. I I just didn't think Philly – I thought Philly would struggle to move the ball all day long. I thought that they wouldn't score more than 10 points. Not that they scored much more, you know, with the 16 points. But, um, you know, the the Bears – didn't have success getting the ball in Tariq Cohen's hand. Yeah, he didn't touch it enough. I thought it could be a big game for Allen Robinson, and it was. Um, you you have to wonder if the uh, the loss of Trey Burton maybe affected the the offense a little bit. I you know not that he was playing a big role down the stretch for them, but. Um, you know, we keep looking at that Eagle secondary and thinking that, all right, uh, you know, every team they play is going to pick them apart. But, you know, the Bears didn't take advantage of it. And uh, Trubisky went through his growing pains. Uh, he started playing a little better later in the game. But earlier in the game, I wasn't impressed by him. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it didn't go their way. And I'm really surprised because I, I didn't think there was any chance that the Bears would lose that game at home. Yeah, I, I felt pretty strongly about the Bears as well, and uh, they disappointed. And well, you know, field goal blocked there towards the end, definitely crushing for those Bears fans. That's a real tough way to lose. I mean, Trubisky led them down the field. You know, he put them in position, and mm-hmm. even before, you know, he gave them the lead with the Allen Robinson touchdown. You know, I kind of felt, you know, if you're a championship defense like the Bears, you got to make a stop there. I, it's unfair to say, right? Well, okay, see, that's what I've been saying all week. So it's unfair to criticize a team when they give up 16 points in a playoff game. But my thing is, you were the number one defense in football. If you are going to be that championship-caliber defense, you make a stop there. 
You let the Eagles come 100%. down the field, and I know it was fourth and go from the two, and Tate ran the out and they got it. But if you're that good of defense, your quarterback just gave you the lead. Don't you have to make a stop? Hundred percent. And my argument all week long with, with you know everybody arguing about Parky and uh, you know complaining about him was, hey, if you're going to blame Parky for missing that kick, which obviously later in the week now it's been changed to a block kick, so it takes a little bit of the heat off of Parky, I would guess, uh, even though I'm sure he's still public enemy number one in Chicago. But if you're going to blame Parky, everybody on that defense has to look at themselves because even though the kick, the, the game came down to his kick at the end, guess what? Everybody on that defense had the opportunity to end the game themselves on that final drive and let Philly came right down the field and, and score and take the lead on them. So you know what? If anybody on that Bears defense has anything to say to Parky, they got to look in the mirror first. How crazy is this run for Nick Foles? He comes in last year, yeah, leads him to the crazy. Super Bowl. <laughs> then this year they mm-hmm. look like they're not going to make the playoffs, beats the Rams. Uh, it just It's crazy. Goes into Chicago and it wins. It, it, like, I, I can't recall a run for a quarterback like this. It's, it's, a mag- it's really a magical run. Um, th- this is funny because I, I did. I got together with a, a whole bunch of my friends to watch the college championship game Monday night, and this was a huge topic was about, you know, the Eagles and Foles and do you get rid of Wentz, do you trade Wentz and sign Foles to a big contract and, you know, on and on and on. And I still, I was the one person in the group arguing, saying, absolutely not, you got to get rid of Foles or trade him and you keep Wentz because I still don't believe in this, Nick. I still don't believe it, Adam. I don't know where you stand with it, but, you know, I I think I'd have to see it a little more. Um, I yeah, he's done it this last, you know, uh, month, but I don't know. I, I, it's just something that, uh, you know, he, maybe he fits the system a little better, but at the same time, I could argue that, hey, you know, Carson Wentz last year early in the season uh, was ripping it up too. Um, so I, I don't know, Adam. I don't know what you do with, with Nick Foles and that Eagles situation. Um, I fully expect once again, this upcoming week for the Saints to have their way with the Eagles and uh, maybe bring Nick Foles back down to life. But uh, I'd be shocked if, uh, you know, Foles advanced this week. Talking to Chris McCarroll from The Athletic, we'll get to those games in a second. Obviously a lot mm-hmm. of coaching hires here over the last couple of days, including today. Which one has you most excited for fantasy purposes and why? Uh, let's see. Um I'm obviously interested in LaFleur going, you know, with Green Bay and seeing how he meshes with Rodgers because obviously I'm a Rodgers guy and it can't be any worse than what it was this past year. So you got to figure he brings in a whole new type of offense and more updated type of offense. I still think they need some weapons for Rodgers in that, uh, you know, in in that offense because I don't know if any of those young rookie receivers this past year are ever going to step up to be a legit two. So he would be there, and then I love Arians going to Tampa Bay. Um, you know, see what he can do with with Winston and that, uh, and all the weapons that he has. So I, I would put it Arians one and Lafleur two. Yeah, I think Arians you got to be pretty excited about. We've seen what he can do, and you know, mm-hmm. he likes to push the ball down the field. We know Winston does, and you know, Winston could drive him crazy with the turnovers, but he did a bit better job here down the stretch of not uh, turning it over as much late in the year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He he did. He had a solid uh, December there uh, down the stretch. 
and uh, let Arians get his hands on Winston here. And, uh, you know, I think Winston will be one of those quarterbacks that will be moving up uh, fantasy draft boards uh, in August, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, working hand-in-hand with Arians. But, uh, you know, the other one, the, the you know, Freddie Kitchens got to Cleveland. I, that seemed uh, destined to be because that was Baker's boy. Uh, you know, they had good success, uh, you know, once Kitchens was, was taken over there. Um, you know, so I think Baker must have pushed for that, and you want to keep that kid happy. So, And they didn't want to change the chemistry of what they saw the last couple months of the season. And that was a fun team, and, you know, I know we've talked about it. That, that team, if they had made the right coaching decision before the year or even earlier, that's a team that could have made the playoffs. They really, I think they really would have. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. If they, if they would have showed you Jackson the door a little earlier on, uh, you, you could have probably banked on another win or two, and uh, they could have snuck in as the, uh, the sixth seed, uh, you know, been right there. But that franchise is on the rise, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure there's going to be uh, some wide receivers or tight ends or whatever that, uh, you know, uh, look at Cleveland and, and probably want to play there. And knowing that they have a quarterback in place and, uh, you know, a roster that's on the rise. So I, I think Cleveland, I, I think that you'll see that AFC North teams going in different directions now where we saw the Steelers for God a whole decade you know, always be there at the top and be at the top of that, you know, the standings at, in the north and always in the playoffs, Cleveland being the bottom feeder, I think for the next decade, we might see the next, you know, the opposite as Roethlisberger obviously moves on in the next couple of years and retires and Pittsburgh goes through a whole uh, rebuilding. So you, you'll see it uh, flipped. I don't know if Cleveland fans believe it yet. I think they want to see one playoff appearance first before they get that excited but you're right it is heading oh, yeah. in the right direction uh let's yeah, for sure let's look at the games this weekend we got saturday kicking off with the chiefs home against the colts chiefs favored by five and a half over under 57 do you have a strong feel on this game yet i i do i really like the colts uh, i was hoping for a bigger number but i think vegas is uh i think this is one of those games vegas is telling you something you know, I always like to try and guess the lines before they come out, Adam. I don't know if you do the same, but uh, were you surprised that the line was so low? Or did yeah. you think it was right around there? I think there's a lot of buzz for the Colts, man. I feel like they're, you know, they've yep. been one of the hottest teams in football. They've essentially been playing a playoff game every single week. They were extremely impressive last week. I know we both loved them last week. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing great football. They have a great offensive line. The Chiefs' defense is weak, so – uh, do you think the Colts will win outright? I, I I think they have a really good shot at them. I really do. Out of all the dogs this weekend, uh, well, I can't say that. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. the games. I can't. I know. I was about I to say, wait say a second. But what happened? What? I, let me, Objective, no, let me, objectively. Let me, let me take the spoiler out of the bag. I like, besides the Saints-Eagle game, I like every dog uh, this weekend. I, but let's stick with the Colts, Chief. I really think the Colts can upset the Chiefs. You know, this isn't the Chiefs team that we saw all year long with Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, we don't know what Sammy Watkins, how healthy he's going to be. Something just seems a little off down the stretch with the Chiefs, in my opinion. And I think this is a matchup that just sets up really perfectly for the Colts and this red-hot team. And you see it every January in the NFL playoffs. There's that one team that is just really hot, gets on a run, I think it's the Colts. Um, 
you know, this offensive line is unbelievable. And, you know, the Chiefs are, are successful when their D-line is getting pressure. You take that away, and this is the team that can take it away with the Colts' offensive line, and Andrew Luck is going to tear this secondary apart, in my opinion. So the Chiefs better be ready to score, uh, you know, high 30s, low 40s, because I think the Colts are coming to score low 30s at least. All right, there is something that concerns me about the Colts. When we return, Mm -hmm. I'll bring it up. We'll discuss, because this is a very interesting game. We're previewing the divisional game playoffs. It is Scout Fantasy Sports. I'm joined by Chris Vaccaro here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, you can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. And if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including size, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. And if you need some help with the picks, you can head on over to VegasWhispers.com. We have you covered. There's already a ton of picks up for college basketball tonight. And if you enter the promo code RONUS50, you get 50% off your first month or 50% off your first week. So check it out today, VegasWhispers.com. Joined by Chris Vicaro from The Athletic. Uh, Chris, do you, like, do you like to do some live in-game betting, or is that something you usually don't do? No, I never, I never got involved in that, Adam. Uh, so, uh, no, I stay away from that. Okay, I've done it a couple times, not a lot. Uh, did you have any wager on the uh, college uh, football championship on Monday? I did. Unfortunately, I uh, I had Alabama, and uh, that was over pretty early. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. That was... I, I would think yeah, – I didn't see the, the, the final results, but I, did a lot of the money go to Alabama? I would think so. It's uh, a good question. I honestly didn't look to give you an accurate answer on that, um, but uh, I, I was surprised. I really was. I was surprised that Alabama came out and got uh, blown out in the second half the way they did. I thought they'd go to the locker room and respond, uh, you know. And uh, they looked like the better team in the first quarter, honestly. Uh, and you know, they had more yards and, and everything and, um, you know, just fell apart. So yeah, they just couldn't Clemson stop was a good Clemson. team. Yeah. And that kid will be the number one overall pick in a couple of years, Trevor Lawrence. What a quarterback he's going to be. Yeah, certainly looked great. Uh, we were talking about mm-hmm. the Colts-Chiefs, and you yep. know, I, I like the Colts a lot. 
Uh, we've talked about the offensive line. Andrew Luck doesn't get touched. The one thing that concerns me a little bit is they've had the easiest schedule this year, and I didn't realize that till today. And, mm-hmm. you know, you still – again, they have had basically a playoff game every single week because of where they started. They were 1-5. But there's yeah. not a lot of big wins in there. Yeah, you, if you want to say Dallas is a big win, Dallas really didn't eat the mm-hmm. game that week. And Correct. so that, that's why, you know, they beat – and I don't think the Texans were that good. We said it last week. I just didn't think the Texans were that good. And they were impressive. Yeah. And the Chiefs have had one of the toughest schedules this year. You know, they played some really good teams. They're at home. So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of momentum for the Colts and everyone's excited. But I, I think this is going to be a tough game to go into Kansas City and win. Uh, and there's no doubt about it. And that's why they're the five-and-a-half-point dog. Um, but – you know what? Defensively, they're just putting it together. You know, uh, they're obviously have their biggest test of the season now going into Arrowhead, um, which is just the toughest place to play. If you ask any of you know any NFL player, really. And then on top of it, you know, they're facing a, a you know a big time offense. So I I think that number, that fifty seven number for a total, is accurate. I I would take the over. Um, I could see both teams scoring at will. Luck is really playing unbelievable. Um, and if you give him some time, like I think he'll get this weekend again, uh, I, I see big points getting put up in this game. One other concern, I guess, on the Chiefs' side. We've seen these quarterbacks mm-hmm. making their first start in the playoff struggle. Do you think there's anything to that, or it's just one of those things? Mm, that's a good question because, yeah, I want to say that there is and these young, inexperienced quarterbacks, but I want to say that you can't put Mahomes in that category. Right? <laughs> He's just that damn good, you know? Like, you can't see Mahomes coming out and struggling like, you know, uh, like any of these other quarterbacks. Like Watson. You know, Watson looked terrible. Watson Watson really struggled. And, and, I mean, talk about being lost. How about Lamar Jackson on Sunday just – completely crapping the bed and looking completely terrible. And, you know, credit to Anthony Lynn for putting, a, you know, a great defensive plan together like he did. Um, but, you know, there is something to be said. You know, January football comes around. The, the lights, are, lights are brighter. Everybody's watching your game. You're the only game on at the time. And, uh, you know, pressure burst pipes. But Mahomes just seems like he's built differently. Uh, he's obviously way more talented than any of the other first-time starting quarterbacks that we've talked about or mentioned. So I, I won't worry about Mahomes. I don't think he'll struggle at all. Um, and I don't think he'll be uh, – I don't think he'll be phased either, you know, in, in a game like that. He just seems like a cool, calm, you know, customer. So no no issues there. The Chiefs will get their points. I think it'll be whoever has the ball last, uh, you know, uh, that, that'll be the winner. Let's hope it's that way. But, you know, again, the Chiefs, I know they lost some games down the stretch, but they lost to the Rams by three in an epic mm-hmm. shootout. They lost to the Chargers by one, and I think we agree the Chargers are one of the best teams in football, and they lost in Seattle by seven where they put up 31. So it's not like the Chiefs played awful down the stretch. They really did have a tough schedule. They had to play the Ravens in there, and they won that game in overtime. So especially late in the season, they had a tough uh, tough schedule there. So uh, I think the yeah. biggest – I think the – when we look at the Chiefs, we all agree the defense is just not that good, and that's a tough way to win in the playoffs. So I think that's why yeah. a lot of people are looking at the Colts, and I understand it. Again, I keep going back and forth because I've been a big Colts fan, been picking, uh, you know, you uh, picking them in sports betting over the last few weeks, and uh, 
kind of not sure where I stand on this game yet. Let's look at the Saturday night game. Cowboys head to L.A. to play the Rams. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm concerned about this game. I'm not, I don't think they win. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I want to, I want to say the same thing I said about the Colts game. I could really see the Cowboys going there and winning again, uh, and winning outright. But, uh, you know, to be safe, I think the Rams, I think the Rams do escape this game. Honestly. Um, I, I even though I said that, you know, I, I think the Cowboys can win this game. I think the Rams hold on. I would definitely take the seven points, um, and even buy a half a point to get a seven and a half. I think it'll be a tight game, one of those type of 27-23 type of games, 27-24 in that range. Uh, you know, a lot of question marks about a Rams team, too, that struggled down the stretch. Uh, you know, with what's Todd Gurley's health, uh, you know, nowadays? You know, um, the defense struggled. Can can Zeke Elliott and, and Dak and, and the Cowboys, you know, keep possession long enough to keep the, the Rams offense off the field? If you go back and you think about that Cowboy Saints game that Dallas dominated versus Saints offense, uh, you know they're probably going to go into this game and 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 try and mimic that same game plan. You know you have to think, right, Adam? Yeah, and I think Dallas probably caught a break for sure, not having to go face the Saints on the road. Uh, right. You never want to say that because it could turn out to backfire. But I mean, if you're look, if you have to pick one, you'd rather play the Rams. Not like a huge home field there. You don't have to worry about weather. And you're right. I think the Rams' offense, to me, has been way more of a concern down the stretch than the way the mm-hmm. Chiefs have been playing. I mean, this is an offense that has looked pretty bad at times uh, late in the year. Yeah. They did they did turn it around. But that was why the Cardinals and Forty ers I think Cooper Cup was why, a big And why do you the, the Cooper? I, I was going to say. I mean, add add all these things up. The offensive line. Late in the year, was struggling mightily. Uh, you know, obviously after the the Cooper Cup loss, Gurley gets banged up, and you know if if Cooper Cup isn't walking back in the door, obviously, but if Gurley's not at a hundred percent and and he's uh, not over his injury, like I said, I could see Dallas winning this game outright. Yeah, that's the big thing. We really do not know about Todd Gurley right now. Everyone's assuming, yeah. all right, he'll be fine. He's had this rest. We don't know that. And they're expecting him to play, but I know C.J. Anderson had a couple good games. That was against the Cardinals and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I don't see mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson running on that if Chris Carson couldn't do it. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if you see uh, Gurley checking in and out of the game early in the first quarter, I think as a Cowboy fan, you got to be licking your chops. You know, the more C.J. Anderson you see, you know, the better uh, chances that the Cowboys are going to escape that game. Also, keep in mind that Dallas, they uh, that'll be like a home game for the Cowboys, you know, out in L.A. with, with those fans and the way Dallas travels. And, um, you know, you, you as a Cowboy fan, no, they have their, their, uh, their spring, uh, you know, practices out in L.A. over there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there should be so, a lot of fans yeah, out there for Dallas. There should be a ton of fans, so you know it's not like it's a true home game for the Rams. It'll be a fifty-fifty split, I would think, in the crowd. So uh, that that'll be the most interesting game, uh, you know, to to me this weekend uh, is that Cowboy Ram game. Talking to Chris Vaccaro from the Athletic uh, Sunday, we got the Chargers going into New England. New England's mm-hmm. favored by four, over under 47. Uh, I know we have both been staunch Chargers supporters. I'm sticking with them. Once I saw them win, I said they're going to beat New England. 
and I think they will. Are you as confident? I know you definitely rolled them in some I, I playoff contests. Yeah. I, I, I'm all in. I'm with you, buddy. You know we're all in on this Charger bandwagon. Uh, all, all, you know, like I said, with the, uh, you know, our FFWC, the playoff drafts, that was my strategy. I was trying to grab as many Saints early uh, and pair them with as many Chargers. So I'm all in on hopefully a Saints-Chargers Super Bowl. And uh, I was a little worried going into that Raven game last week. Uh, you know, um, I thought the Chargers would win. But I said, hey, if they could get past that Raven team uh, on the road with their defense, I think, you know, I like their chances as anybody else going forward. And, and I love them, love them this Sunday in New England. Um, you know, I, defensively, they're a better defensive team than the Patriots. They're a better offensive team than the Patriots. Um, you know, I think it's just the intangibles are, are what the Patriots bring to the table more than, you know, the Chargers in this game. Uh, you know, the the home field advantage and, and having Belichick uh, and all his experience in this game. Uh, I hate the fact that the Chargers played on the East Coast in Baltimore, flew back home, now have to fly back again to the East Coast. You hope that doesn't take a tear, uh, you know, wear and tear on them. Uh, uh, hope doesn't take a toll on them, I should say. Um, but other than that, I just think the Chargers are a better team, you know. Man for man, uh, offensive, defensively, Chargers are a better team. And that four points, uh, I'm all over it. Yeah, I wish it was a little higher, but I'll take it. And here's the thing. We've seen in the past, to beat New England, you need to be able to rush the passer without blitzing and put pressure on Brady. I think the Chargers yep. can do it with Ingram and Bosa. I totally agree. That's uh, uh... You know, another major uh, advantage uh, for the Chargers. They could do that, and then they can have their secondary, you know, sit on Edelman. And uh, I think this is the type of game where you see the the loss of Josh Gordon actually come back and hurt them. Um, and if Gronkowski didn't take these last couple weeks to get healthier and better and is looking as slow as, as him, uh, you know, Gronkowski was looking as slow as uh, his opposing tight end, Antonio Gates. Oh my uh, god! Lately. Yeah, I saw. I, I, know? I, I saw. I don't know if it was a scout or someone from a team said, "All you got to do is hit Gronkowski at the line of scrimmage." Now he can't recover. Like he just can't get back yeah. on, on track. No, on he's round. finished. We've oh, been I, saying it. I think we've been saying it for months now, Adam. That Gronk is done. Um, I, and I really just, when I look at this Patriots offense, I don't know what they're going to bring to the table that is going to overwhelm the Chargers defense that I love. You know, I just. The Chargers defense just put such a great game plan together. Uh, let's keep in mind, Anthony Lynn has played this Patriot team a ton, you know, when, when he was in the East. Um, he's not going to be surprised by anything they break out. I think this is a game that Brady probably uses his running backs out of the backfield as much as possible. But if you could slow down Edelman, I just I can't see the Patriots scoring more than 20 points in this game. And this is River's time to shine. You well, know? look, we uh, might look, we it, might look bad yeah. next week, but I will say this: yeah. all the people who are picking the Patriots, it's all based on Brady and Belichick's history. That's it. There's not yeah. this team has not been great this year. They haven't. That and I've seen so many people pick this team to go to Super Bowl. And look, if they make it, I'll say, hey, I was wrong, because we've we've been here before. We don't want to bury them prematurely. 
I just don't think they get there this year. I just I don't see it. I this offense either. has not been good. It really has. They've struggled a lot. And I know Brady last year, I think he struggled down the stretch too, and then they turned it on. I, I just don't see it this year. Gronk's not the same. Uh, you know, they don't have that deep threat. You know, Chris Hogan, I mean, come on. It's just yeah. – I just think there is totally agree. I couldn't love I couldn't love the team more than I love the Chargers in this game. Uh, you know, versus the Patriots this Sunday. I just I, I hate to get ahead of myself because I know how all in we are for the, with the Chargers. Uh, but I like I said, love them again this Sunday. Yeah, and I thought the weather was going to be a concern at first, but I'm looking at the latest forecast. It's going to be cold as we expect, 26, 27 degrees, but. Uh, there was that's this, obviously the other thing. Yeah, you know, like I said, the intangibles. You know, you, it's Belichick. They don't lose it. Traveling the playoffs, and then you take yeah, R- and then you Rivers take the Rivers is zero seven against Brady. Man, we got to snap that. Yeah, that's and and don't don't kid yourself. Phil knows that. You know, but uh, I just think he's ready to. I just think he's ready to get to the Super Bowl. And it's funny because like people are like, oh, the Chargers looked awful last week. To me, they did what they had to do. They knew that Baltimore was not a threat offensively. They said, all right, we're going to play conservative. Let's get a lead. Let's not do anything stupid. I think they can intentionally yep. play that way because they knew where they were going against the good defense. And as long as they had the lead and didn't make any mistakes and turn it over, they felt like Baltimore's offense was not going to do anything against them. Totally agree. They, they, you know, they, they played the game they needed to play. It was an ugly game. They needed to win an ugly game. They did. And, and then they took their foot off the gas when they got up 23-3. And, uh, Scared you know, us. They, it almost caught oh them goodness. in the fourth. Yeah. Oh, it was petrifying. But <laughs> they did enough to hold on. Yeah, we're texting like, oh, yeah, we got this. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. It's not yeah. over uh, Let's not count on you. Yeah. We've seen the Chargers do this so many times. So, real quick, uh, Eagles Saints, yeah. I know you feel like this is the end of the Eagles run. Saints are favored by yeah. eight. You feel comfortable taking the, the eight? I do. I'm sure I'll regret that, and, you know, with this Eagles train that keeps going. But uh, the Eagles, uh, the the Saints punished this team earlier in the season. I don't think it'll be that ugly, but I see the Saints winning this game. I, I think that the Saints, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, once the playoffs start, you're going to see the Saints just put their foot on the gas, look like that Saints team they did earlier in the season in October and November when they Real were Real quick, Chris, breaking news. The yeah. Jets are hiring Adam Gase as their new coach. No way. Yes, according to Adam Schefter. Oh, my God. Oh. They passed on McCarthy. Well, you know what? Hey, I mean, is that a good thing, Adam, <laughs> that they passed on McCarthy for Gase? Or what? Uh, I mean, it's good that they passed on McCarthy, but Gase, what has he done? Oh, man. Oh, Poor geez. Jets fans. Oh, it never ends. <laughs> Chris McCarroll, you can find him at The Athletic. Chris, thanks a lot for the time. Adam, enjoy the games this weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right, that wraps it up here. You can check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. I'll be back Thursday with a DFS preview right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.